0: Check it out while well, I'm the master of balance With multiple talents I provide the landscape baby. you provide the challenge I've been broken down And now
1: Good evening and welcome to this February 10th, 2012 edition of the Chat Room on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are broadcasting live from the University of California campus in Irvine, streaming on the web at kuci.org, and always available via podcast. We'll talk more about how to get to those later in the hour. I am one of your many co-hostesses, Marie Stone. I'm joined now by Elizabeth Zero. Hey, Marie, what's up? What's <laughs> up? I'm on
2: fire. <laughs> You
1: are on fire. I
2: know. I don't know what it is this week, but honey, if you're listening, I told you to go buy a lottery ticket, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. I am the luckiest thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know what's going on. Nathan and I are touching
1: her right now to (laughs)
2: to let a little of the luck rub mm, off. mm. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Yeah, not there. Not there.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, And Nathan. Nathan Tank. Hello. Hey. This Is on? Oh, perfect. No. Nope. Uh, Yep. Ah, I remember this from last week. (laughs) I know how this dance goes. So we are here every Friday night chatting about sex, dating, relationships, love. Good Lord, my friends, it's almost Valentine's Day. What? I should should take my Christmas lights down. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least the pumpkin on my front porch. I should take something down. I'm not
2: a Valentine's person. Are you a Valentine's person? I'm not. I'm not. The sunset was so beautiful on the beach last night. I said to my husband, you know what? It's Valentine's Day right now. I hate the pressure of having to feel like I have to do something or get dressed up. Somebody telling me to, yeah, be romantic right yeah, now. That's yeah, that's annoying. No, it
1: is. It is annoying. It is annoying. I don't know. Is it a big thing anymore amongst college the college crowd, Valentine's Day, or do does it go
2: largely ignored?
0: Um, I'm not too aware, actually. Um, I'm mostly cooped up. Uh, yeah. But sure, I guess so.
2: Are you going to make someone your Valentine, Nathan?
0: My mother. Oh, you're Aww. so sweet.
2: I just love you. Oh, that's
0: so sweet. It's a facade.
2: Yeah, right, I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to be like, turn on the news any day now. And it'll be like, psycho murder at UCD. <laughs> Nathan's <laughs> up on a belt. But he was though. so nice.
1: It <laughs> seemed so normal. Yeah. All right. Well, in the spirit of the day, even though nobody here celebrates Valentine's Day, <laughs> it got me thinking. So I was thinking about talking about the things we do for love. There was a song, but nobody knows it anymore because that's how old I am. But, um, you know, the first thing that, that interests me about this is that I, I proposed it as a topic, and I just mm-hmm. kind of threw out there the things we do for love. And then you and I took it in two totally different directions and that that has to be telling of something, don't you think?
2: I think it means that you're completely healthy and well adjusted and I'm crazy. No, it doesn't <laughs> Well not anymore. I used to oh, be though. So but I'm I'm good now. You're
1: recovering crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I took it in this totally different direction which was a little bit more lighthearted and um mm-hmm. silly and stupid and and you went serious. So we thought maybe that would be a good way to structure the show, which is yeah. lighthearted, stupid, you know, so. outrageous and then onto the the more serious, you know, lasting message that yeah. people should do, use as their their takeaway. I don't know what did, what did you And Nathan will provide the laugh track. Yeah, what did you think, <laughs> Nathan? When when we brought up the topic, how did you like were there any images in your head of how it was, how the show was going to go?
0: What, um, so the topic is, what are the, you willing to do for love?
2: Have you ever done anything for love, Nathan? The things we do. That you them. didn't necessarily want to do, but because you loved that person so much, you decided, I'm going to go the extra mile.
0: No, no, not, not intentionally. I just, I just do it naturally. That, that's the like
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I have to throw up. <laughs> Oh, you know what? We should put our um, phone number out there in case anyone wants to call oh, That's us. right.
1: Yeah. So if yeah. you have done something crazy, outrageous, or stupid for love, we would love to hear from you. The number here 824 uci KUCI, we're taking your crazy stories all hour.
2: Yeah, so it's not so. only things that you've done for love, but it's going to sort of transition into um, loving him without losing you. So have you ever felt, when we get to the more serious, are you any at any point you can call up, have you ever done something for someone else and sort of lost yourself or disappeared in the process? Yeah. Given up your, your identity or,
1: you know, interestingly, when I, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking, um, all the things that we say and a lot of the stories that people, uh, provided with us that I'm going to get into in a minute here. Um, it struck me how kind of, if if they were doing it for love, if they were really being sort of selfish and doing it for themselves, a for the story value or b for their own thrills, which is yeah. different than love, right? That's you're just doing it
2: because yeah, you're doing it for survival sex. of the fittest. for a new do for sex. <laughs> for the what have you done for love? Have you done anything for
1: love? You know, it's it's funny because as I was looking at this, I was like, and people started writing to me, so I posed the question on. Facebook to my Mm -hmm. Facebook friends, the craziest, stupidest things. And I couldn't believe people's stories. I totally encourage you to ask your friends what they've done because I've known these people for years and I had no idea. So then, you know, my kind of lame things about, well, you know, I moved to Orange County from LA or I, you know, I (laughs) don't know, I agreed to go to New York because my husband took a job there. All those kinds Mm -hmm. of things were It wasn't like I murdered (laughs) that person. Yeah, I wasn't (laughs) held hostage by the Russian mob like one of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I was thinking kind of along the lines of waxings and hair dyeing and getting your nails done and all the things that you do to to look good for love. Getting a nose job. Getting a nose job. Your breasts and hands. Your boobs done. Laser hair
2: removal. Exactly. For example, <laughs> I feel like Elizabeth's ticking these off really quickly. I, know. <laughs> I Just look at my credit card bill. You'll know what I've done for love. <laughs> Actually, that's funny because when I first met Mr. Zero, he said, oh, you're so naturally beautiful. And I was like, uh, <laughs> no, there's not that much natural that you're looking at, kid. I mean, I started with pretty good stuff, but it's a lot better. Do you think you do like it for him, school. though, or you do it for... Oh, um... Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, I didn't necessarily do it for him, but I, yeah, I did that. I definitely, you know, wanted to come out to California when I was 18 years old and <laughs> dye my hair blonde and uh, get that Barbie doll tan. And, you know, I went down that hole. A lot of people always say, oh, you, you look like someone I know. I'm like, I look like all the women in California. <laughs> <laughs> you know? you look fantastic. Yeah. I can't move my forehead. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> But yeah, which is you know, awesome. You, yeah. you do buy into that, but now I do keep, do it for me. But if
1: you didn't do, I mean, he wouldn't care, right? If you if you um, stopped, he wouldn't.
2: He'd yeah, stick around. I think he would. Oh, well, of course, he married me. He's got a lot of money. You think he's going to give me half of that? I don't think so. <laughs> no, um, you're so romantic. I know. No, uh, yeah, of course he loves me, but. Um, no, I mean, I did say to him um, one time, you know, if I just blew up, can, what if I just gave up and just, you know, gained a couple hundred pounds? He just kind of was like, ah, well, shrugged his shoulders. So, because he know, knows you like won't. Yeah, doesn't. it's not in my genetic makeup. <laughs> but there, are, there are a lot. Of, I mean, I don't know if it's a
1: marriage contract or whatever. But when you get married, and yeah, and people are like, well, I yeah. guess it's time to let it go because. You yeah. Know. <laughs> It's not coming back. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so those were sort of the things I was thinking of. People, you know, kind of physical alterations or moving across the country for somebody. I know a lot of people who have moved for other people. And
2: uh, Yeah, you what's know. your theory on that? I think the resentment
1: sense in over time. You know, yeah. the, I, I used to be in this book club of women, and mm-hmm. the uniting factor, with the exception of me, was that all of these women had moved here for a guy, right. moved to California for a guy. And I know men who have moved for women, too. And it sets up a tough dynamic because you usually do it early on in the relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I think it sort of puts you on unequal footing of, you know, how much I gave up for you and what have you done for me yeah. lately. And
2: You know, and- I, I absolutely agree with that. However, I kind of don't buy it because... It's like you're moving to California for the guy. It's not like you're moving to, you know, Illinois or... I mean, of course, if our Illinois listeners are listening, (laughs) it's fantastic. Love it. (laughs) Or, you know, wherever, like Scumsville, USA, you know, that would be really doing it for love. But... You know, if it doesn't work out, hey, it's California, it's sunny, how can you be in a bad mood, you know, so.
1: I know people that have moved to horrible places, though, for, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, once you're married, you've got to kind of follow yeah. the money, and now you're now you're in it. But Yeah. Um,
2: I try to counsel anyone against doing anything that's not in their best interest, or unless they get a giant ring on their finger. Yeah. First. Yeah. If you like it, then you... <laughs> <laughs> if you like it, then you gotta put a ring on it. You, you are good at that. I know. I have good. a lounge club. I'm going to do a lounge song We're for you at that. every time. Okay. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I need a martini. Um, Nathan, can you make me one? Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
1: so, yeah. So I posed this question to Facebook friends. Wait for these stories. These are fantastic. Uh, one of my friends who is, she's South African. So she flew to Rhodesia in the middle of the uh, Civil War, South African Civil War. <laughs> She rode in the back of a pickup truck uh, known as a backy with FN rifles pointed at angry elephants, which she said they would have never shot because that would just really piss off the elephants and nobody would benefit from that. So anyway.
2: Yeah, I try never to anger large animals. (laughs) She got in the back of a truck. That's like the the worst part of it. During a civil war.
1: I don't know. The civil war is not so good in South Africa. And uh, yeah, to go live with her lover in the barracks.
2: Yeah, yeah, she has some self esteem issues. Sorry, hun. She, she said she sounds she totally great though. Regret it. She is great. She yeah. is great.
1: I I thought that was a fantastic. Yeah, and she was 23. So oh, okay. Well, the things you do when you're 23. Are yeah, different.
2: I had a baby when I
1: was 23. Crazy. <laughs> we weren't jumping in the back of any South African trucks. <laughs> no, that's
2: how I ended up with a baby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: More on that later. I know. Um, a friend, another friend of mine, a gay friend of mine, uh, flew to, he used to meet guys on the internet all the time. Mm-hmm. He also used to meet guys on subways, have sex with them, and get off at the next stop. And I was like, oh, yes. This is a ticket to disaster, my friend. But, yeah, he was oh, crazy. That's amazing. He's so fun. Yeah. You should go
2: out for drinks with him. I would guys. love to. What's his name? Matt. Hey, Matt. Big shout out. Matt.
1: Matt's I want to take the subway. crazy. Yeah. He's so funny.
2: I like those kind of stories. I never did that. I wish I had. would have. I mean, I wouldn't do it now, but.
1: Yeah, he met this guy in Brazil or something. I forget mm-hmm. where they met. And then they would call each other. This is when it was expensive and there were no cell phones and mm-hmm. it was like $8 a minute. And they'd call each other and just, and he said, we just listened to each other breathe all night. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. You can make me vomit. Matt. Oh man. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so he flew to Texas on borrowed frequent flyer miles to be at the hospital bedside of a lover he'd never met in person but only online after his ex-boyfriend pumped 5 bullets into him in a meth-fueled rage.
2: <laughs> we definitely have to go out for drinks with Matt. He's so amazing. Fun. Matt is he is amazing. He's oh, so fun. That's great. Yeah.
1: Um, another friend of mine passed up an opportunity to argue an appeal against Don King before the Second oh. Circuit Court. One of my lawyer for friends. For love? She did that for love. He did that. He did that. He did that for, did that for, did that for his first anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. You okay. Know. Oh, you're not a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, don't I'm even celebrate on. Valentine's Day. I um, know. <laughs> I <don't. laughs> Uh, some of the more conventional ones. Somebody pretended that they knew how to rollerblade when they didn't. And, oh, that's um, a good one. Went sailing okay. down the you know steep streets of San Francisco. Oh. Um, and, uh, I love oh, these answers. Keep going. Here's my favorite one. Yeah. So my neighbor is a... Um, she is Russian. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think she's a or she, order Russian bride. Yeah. She's been with her husband for a thousand years now. Yeah. And um, so when she was still living in Russia, because she was, you know, there, I think into her 20s, if not her, th- I think her 20s or 30s. Anyway, so she got involved in this dude who got on the bad side of the mafia brothers in Russia.
2: <laughs> is there a good side of the mafia brothers in Russia? <laughs> you raise an excellent point.
1: <laughs> And uh, yeah, so he messed up with them, and yeah. so they held her hostage. Oh. <laughs> until she, hoping that she would give them up. Who
2: oh, hasn't been held hostage at That's least I once? I was
1: like, God. <laughs> I was saying this to because her uh, our daughters are friends and I was like that's such a that can't be true and and my daughter said no it is she showed me the pictures of the guys who held her hostage one time
2: your 9 year old daughter <laughs> <laughs> saw the pictures the hostage pictures she did she saw the that hostage pictures that is photos. funny i like that i thought it was yeah, it was awesome <laughs> and uh, yeah so
1: yeah so you know once i was hearing these stories i'm like okay i have nothing to say <laughs> i know i
2: know well i shaved my husband's entire body um can not um, tell us about nice. that? Yeah. With, well, a, with a straight... He was a Sasquatch when I met him. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a nice pair of clippers, and I was like, I don't do this. I don't do hair. I don't do hair. <laughs> so I shaved him clean, and we fell in love. Was, so um, he. So, so how long were you together when you did that? Um, we were on our third date in France. Oh, that's right. When I shaved him. Shaved his head. Shaved that's his mean? back. Shaved everything. <laughs> he loves when I tell this story on... On the radio everything did you do everything ah uh, yeah i did everything yeah and i do regularly and he loves it he's like that's dangerous well what's funny is he's italian he's like i feel like i'm a 12-year-old boy <laughs> <laughs> like, i haven't been this hairless since i was a kid but now he likes it we get all all sexy sexy time how is it uh like three days later um you know i'm starting to win the war yeah so it's i think it's starting to give up so. oh good but yeah, it's good. So, no, he doesn't get real prickly or anything like no? that. We wax too. It's some waxing. Okay. So actually, I should—that should be categorized in things he does for love because I'm Seriously, OCD I know. and I like to have everything coiffed and neat and. You know. Oh no, that is where I categorized it. I can't believe he did that for you. He did. Yeah, that's how much he loves me. So <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to me, I guess.
1: I think when you put a razor down near the boys, that's left right there. <laughs> you better be very. You're not drunk when you do that, right?
2: Yeah, you no, know, but he certainly is. <laughs> he better not move. I'm, he scared. Does. I'm scared. I, I him. make him a nice old big old gin and tonic, and there's of course there's always a present afterwards. So yeah, it's worthwhile. Wow. But not on Valentine's Day, because you don't celebrate Valentine's Day. No. Oh, we, we sort of do, but I just think the whole thing's ridiculous. I don't want food in the shape of a heart that's, you know, twice the cost and cold. Right. So. right.
1: I was always thinking of that. Did you see? I I never watched Sex in the City, but I mm-hmm. think I might have seen one of the movies on the airplane, and I think it was in the movie where, um, and I don't even know all of their names, but the really slutty one covers herself I think in her a
2: Samantha. Samantha. Samantha.
1: <laughs> whoever the slutty one is who's yeah. sleeping with everybody she, yeah. she she covers herself with sushi mm-hmm. did you see that oh yeah i did was that in the, yeah that yeah. see i want to do that just so i can say i did something spectacular It's
2: funny you Some said lot. that because i was thinking about that and that's so gr- sushi already like has to be so fresh and like you know made with the most japanese hands you know like you can't have to be you know with walking distance to the ocean for me to eat it but if you're going to put it on your private parts uh i don't think so no thanks maybe your private parts marie but thanks i don't know you're probably the only one i would you do that for yeah oh can i get yourself touching (laughs) (laughs) nathan's Nathan's looking red nathan's stunned into silence would you eat uh, sushi off of our bodies our naked bodies nathan (laughs) <laughs> we
1: should ask him if he'd eat sushi off of a Nathan, plate this is first. radio. No one
2: can see you. Shrug your shoulders.
1: <laughs> he seems like, not only does he not seem uninterested, he seems like, like really bored. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> he
2: just wants to get laid, which is why he's doing the show with us. So, again, if you'd like to have sex with Nathan and not including you, George, had a hat, call us at 949-824. <laughs> well, what's the number?
1: 824-5824. Yeah. Eight, two,
2: four, five, or tell us what you've done in a relationship for love or also if you've ever disappeared. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or if you've, right, right. So we're going to move on to the more serious.
2: Should we move on to the more serious
1: topics? And um, it it does strike me, though, that, uh, you know, I don't know if we're done exploring the question of whether Mm -hmm. you're doing things for love or whether you're doing things for yourself and where the line between, you know, doing something for you versus doing something really truly for the other person. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is. There laying is a... yourself bare and letting somebody uh, wax, your, wax
2: your boys, that strikes well, me Well, I as don't cool. wax as boys. No? Okay. Just as girls. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, but you know, um, there's a lot of things that we do for love, but I think the number one worst thing that anyone can do for love is disappear in the relationship. And typically, it's women who tend to disappear more than men. Um And I did a little bit of research on this, and there is a book called uh, Loving Him Without Losing You. can't remember the name of the author because I didn't write that down. But, um, you know, she writes, In the age when women are supposed to be strong, independent, and liberated, it's embarrassing to admit how often we still tend to act like our mothers and grandmothers when it comes to relating to men. Um, So... In the beginning of a relationship, have you ever pretended to be someone you're not? Mm -hmm. And here here are some questions. So I'll ask you, Marie. And you can answer, too, Nathan, if you feel like, uh, you know, this applies to you, kiddo. Uh, Have you ever pretended to be more understanding and laid back than you really are? Yep. Have you ever...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I thought I was... This is true. I thought I was way more understanding Mm -hmm. and I thought I was way... Yeah, I guess understanding laid back is the right word until I had a kid and then I found out I'm really much more uptight than
2: I thought I was. Oh yeah, your maternal instincts kicked in, totally kick in. I guess, I don't know. And that happens, that's a problem for a lot of relationships too is once the kids arrive all of a sudden it's like, uh, sell the convertible, honey, you know, (laughs) right. Right. Uh, says pretended to like something you don't really like ever sat through a date feigning interest yet bored out of your mind. Have you ever kept your political, religious, or passionate opinions to yourself with a uh, um, fear of rejection? Um, have you ever agreed to the kind of relationship uh, the man wanted that you did not? Or have you ever pretended to like sex when you didn't? <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, yeah. Yes to all of those. So, you know, although putting your best foot forward is considered... Good manners when you're meeting people. If you practice this behavior with someone you know you would intend to have a relationship with, uh, it's usually just setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. And that's you know I, this has been a good topic for me because this is something I've definitely grown past, but can speak to you know from a um, you know firsthand account of, of doing something like this. This is interesting though. Um, this has to do with your parents. Oftentimes the reason women behave. This way or disappear in relationships is attributed to what we learn early on. If we had overbearing parents or disinterested parents, we may have gotten the message that you're not good enough or lovable as we are, and we've learned to become something you're not. So what, did your, what was the message your parents gave you, Marie, growing up? You know, they were, they
1: were largely gone. So, yeah. I mean, they were off doing their own. They, you know, they weren't really involved, active parents. But, um, you know, going back to something you said earlier that kind of struck me and, and pretending to be something we aren't for the other person, Mm -hmm. you know, when I, so I met my husband when I was 26, I think. And, you know, it strikes me and he was 40 Mm -hmm. and it strikes me how little, you know, about yourself at 26 so you were i mean you were what oh yeah you were like i was 13 21. or something <laughs> yeah. it was a real slutty 13 year old bride but yeah i mean you don't you know i i'm not even sure i was pretending for him i think i was i just didn't know and so yeah. i i talked myself into liking things or not liking things or being a certain way when you know i thought i was being genuinely truthful to myself and to right. him about it and it turned out not to be
2: yeah the case Yeah, and and that's true, and that's you know, and it's really good, especially because we have a lot of students down here. It's you know, you think you know who you are, but trust us when we tell you, you don't. So we'll tell you who you are. Listen to come down here, and I'll tell you who you are. (laughs) Um, Well, this is interesting because um, you know boys versus girls and how our parents raise us. Adolescent boys are encouraged to identify and sharpen their skills, clarify their interests, make important choices, and prepare for the future, while typically adolescent girls are encouraged to focus on being attractive, fitting in, getting along with others, and being popular. In other words, males are encouraged to ask, what are my needs and how can I fulfill them, while girls are encouraged to ask, ask, excuse me, what are the needs of others and how can I fulfill them? So, you know, we need to have women really ask, you know, what is it that I desire rather than am I desirable? Yep. So, and that's definitely a message I received growing up more so. And I don't think it was a direct, you know, um thought that my parents had it was just sort of that generation and part of it's instinctual too you know we're we're made to have people we biologically can and physiologically we have that desire to you know a lot of us to nurture and you know make life happen (laughs) keep it alive you're talking about procreation here yeah that's the word I was looking for (laughs) um and so we sort of have that nurturing how can I care for you already sort of imprinted into our mindset but um but yeah, I don't think you know with the the way that sports and academics are necessarily set up, or in just the way in society is set up, you know, to, males are encouraged more. This would be a good question for Nathan. Um, do you feel that you <clears throat> were encouraged more to think that way, the way that I said?
0: No, it's actually the opposite. I was ruled with really? an iron fist, and I was I was forced to think like a girl. <laughs>
2: Is that so. why you're wearing panties right now? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> um,
0: so, it's, it's on. yeah. So, pretty much in my family, uh, we were forced to think about others. Um, how to help our parents, you know, um, how to clean up after ourselves, you know, how, how to take care of the house if our parents weren't there. My dad always scared me. He always said, oh, yeah, Nathan, remember, if I'm not here tomorrow, you know, what are you going to do? And he gave me the scenario and I had to think of my feet. <laughs> Jeez. So no, I, no. I think how old it's,
2: were you when he said that?
0: Oh, I was probably eight, nine, um, maybe even earlier. And yeah. it's it's not just my family. It's it's um, it's the same for every Asian family. I'm pretty sure about that. And yeah. for the Asian culture, they don't they don't they don't encourage you to think about yourself. It's it's kind mm-hmm. of it's very collectivist society. And mm-hmm. even if you go, go to like Hong Kong or any country in Asia, it's very collectivist and it's never about yourself. It's always about the, the country, the nation, and beyond
2: yourself. Um, wow, that's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like when the whole tsunami thing happened to all the people in Japan, they really acted quite selflessly and, you know, were thinking of the greater good for all. So Hate you, hate you. Whereas here, we'll just kill ourselves and loot our own i <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
2: be climbing over you, Marie, if there's an earthquake to get out of this <laughs> studio. <laughs> Climb my way through. Uh, Well, here's some signs of a disappearing woman in case you're out there and you're disappearing. Or you could be a man and be disappearing. Um, If you get involved too quickly, not being honest about who you are, not maintaining a separate life from your partner, being bought with expensive gifts and dinners and vacations. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Been there, done that. (laughs) One time I was on vacation. Is that wrong? (laughs) Yeah. Was that bad? I was on vacation like six out of 60 days. I was on vacation 34 days, like not in a row. So Yeah, baby. Whoopsie. On the yacht. Trying to change to please your partner. Trying to gain power, talent, or accomplishments vicariously through your partner. I see a lot of like Mm -hmm. celebrities, you know, wives kind of do that. Where they sort of. And doctor's wives. Wasn't that always the thing
1: that I, you know, I'm Mrs. whatever.
2: I'm Mrs. Dr. Lauren right. Finkelstein. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. my New York accent. I'm not sounding Jewish. Yeah, and you always, <laughs> like,
1: the woman's name just somehow drops off of invitations and things, right? It's never. Yeah. It's never Elizabeth and Larry Zero, you know. I yeah. I mean, it's, it's Mr. and Mrs. Larry Zero, and you're just... Yeah. Now you're just gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, really, we go by Dr. Evil Zero. Mr. and Mrs. Dr. Evil <laughs> Zero. Uh, not speaking up, allowing others to make decisions for you. Shaky boundaries, constantly changing your value system and lacking substance. I meet a lot of women in the Orange County area who are just like, what do you do? I don't know. You know, they're just sort of... They have, um, I don't know, really nothing to say. No boundaries. They tell too much. I always kind of feel sorry for people like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I I do think that's a. Um, yeah, that is an Orange County phenomenon. I don't know if it's. It seems also like this generation phenomenon or something. Yeah, but trying to get close to people by telling, giving up secrets.
2: Yeah, or, and j- or just lacking overall, just having any kind of value system, or being mm-hmm. really like, this is what I believe, or. You know, like somebody, you'll say something and they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you'll say something. Well, no, I meant it like this. Oh, I mean, yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. (laughs) Well, um, the childhood history that creates disappearing women could include, did you have insufficient bonding with one or both of your parents? Now you said they were never around, so. (laughs) Yes, I did have insufficient bonding. That's, then it's their fault. I think you should send them the therapy bill. (laughs) Uh, loss of a parent through death or divorce. I think that happens to a lot of us, you know, since one and two parents end up in divorce. Negative or inappropriate relationship with father, emotional, physical, or sexual abuse, Poor parental modeling, misogyny, domestic violence, rejection, ridicule yeah. from siblings, parents, or peers. So I've had all of that. Not the sexual stuff, but... <laughs> not from my parents anyway, thank God. <laughs> Gross. But have, you, a lot of that. have you had any of those things? Has any of that gone down? Yeah. In the uh, Tang household? <laughs> Tang
0: house. dead, yeah, I did of everything you said, um, with the exception of sexual activity, yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. We've got to get you having some sexual activity. What do your parents think about Not from your that? parents. Yeah, not from your parents. Do your parents know about this show?
0: Oh, they, they, they definitely do. They do? Um,
2: Are they mad at me for trying to get you laid?
0: No, no. They're actually very curious, and they give suggestions, too. I'm like, okay.
2: <laughs> oh, they're giving you suggestions? Yeah. You're so handsome. It's, it's really cool that you're so open and, like, you know, <laughs> just like, hey, this is who I am. It'll happen when you're ready. You're still young.
0: That's what they say.
2: We're going to teach you That's everything. That's hilarious. So You'll what do ready. they tell you to do?
0: Um, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm blanking. I'm All right. blanking. All right. So
2: they're not saying like wait wait till you get married or anything like that.
0: Of oh, they are, they are. Oh, they are. They're, oh, not, they're not in line with the whole promiscuous, you know, childhood and yeah, marriage you know. Oh, it's you know. Go do whatever you want, but yeah, they're they're very traditional.
2: Very now you traditional. have a brother, but no sisters, correct? Correct. Yes. So now, if you had a sister, do you think they might tell her anything different? Told her to be a big slut. (laughs) Go out there and get as much sex as you can, Missy.
0: Pretty much just um, (laughs) procreate and pass on the gene.
2: (laughs) In other words, slut it up, like Marie said. Keep the tang line going. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I should, uh, I should remind our listeners that you're listening to The Chat Room with uh, Marie Stone, Elizabeth Zero, Nathan Tang. You um, are tuned into to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We're streaming online at KUCI.org. And uh, you can check out our podcast by going to KUCI.org slash talk. Scroll down to The Chat Room, and all of our shows are archived there. And we are still taking your calls, 949 824 5824 uci kuci
2: yeah, so if you um, happen to have a borderline personality disorder, <laughs> it's time to call. It's time to call in. I've got some stuff on that for y'all. <laughs> One of the things that, that where our,
1: where our two things intersect, I was looking mm-hmm. at, uh, to bring this back to sex, which I always like to do. I know, me too. I was, I was um, <laughs> looking at some statistics on oral sex because I was sort of thinking, okay, oh, what can you... Um, you know, what, what are the things you do for love in the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it turns out that guys love uh, some, you know, some high statistic of mm-hmm. guys love doing it, but they don't do it as much mm-hmm. as women. And women kind of as a whole don't love doing it. Yeah. But there's way more women out there giving the gift. And
2: um, Well, yeah, because it's easy and if you take a shower, you're in. But, well, it
1: backs up your it backs up your women, statistic though because
2: like, yeah, I'm not always in the mood for it. I and mean, you you really have to get like the right, you know, cocktail combination mix of mood and where the moon is in the sky and Are you talking about to receive it? Yeah. Yeah, as a woman. Yeah, it's just like eh, it's sometimes it's like, "Oh yeah." Another time it's like, mm, "No, thanks. I'm not." But guys are pretty much always up for it, I would imagine. To receive would it. Would you be yeah. up for a BJ, Nathan? Sure. If offered.
0: Anytime <laughs> all day, every day. Okay,
2: great. <laughs> But statistics.
1: it backs up your statistic that women um, are giving, you know, if it's a caregiving thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if, it's, if you're, if you're going to bring your mothering into the uh, oral sex room. But Well,
2: this is why I think this is my theory on it is because for a man to receive oral sex, it's just the initial like, you know, the thing that you do sometimes not necessarily to finish, but just to kind of warm up. Whereas if you go downtown on a lady That's kind of, you're making a commitment, and that's like, you know, you've got it like, you're in for the long haul. Like, this is, this is for a purpose. This is, you know, like, we're going to, like, a half hour. We're going to go all (laughs) night long, 25 minutes. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: So be aware, guys.
2: Yeah, so. If you're
1: you're in the room with Elizabeth,
2: (laughs) this is a commitment. And you're married to me. (laughs) Then go brush your teeth and get ready. Or maybe don't, because that would be minty, fresh, yuck. So um, so in, in researching loving him without losing you, I came across the section of uh, the psychological disorders that play a big role in why women tend to lose themselves. And um, I guess borderline personality disorder, which is very pervasive more with women, um, plays a big part in it. And the symptoms include frantic attempts to avoid real or imagined abandonment, unstable self-image or sense of self, Impulsive behavior, which includes promiscuous sex, substance abuse, shoplifting, reckless driving, or spending, which pretty much describes my entire teenage years. (laughs) Suicidal thoughts. Well, who doesn't have those? Self-mutilation and eating disorders. Anxiety, depression, and mood disorders. Chronic feelings of emptiness. Inappropriate or intense anger and rage. And I was like, holy moly. I have have one time had all of those. I mean, Uh how sad is that? Oh, somebody's calling. Oh, good. Maybe they can get off of me and talk to them about their problems. My word. So the problem with all of this is the biggest price you pay is when you're not being yourself, you actually do begin to disappear. Most people sense that when you're not being authentic and you never are able to achieve meaningful relationships, you live in fear of people finding out who you really are and dumping you. Your feelings of being a fraud or unauthentic feed your already low self-esteem and keep you stuck in a false belief system about yourself. Very true. It's a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Do you ever have negative feelings about yourself? Or yeah, you especially,
0: a, yeah, especially in you, the OC. This is, it's pretty rife in the OC. And what is, through,
2: wait, what's rife?
0: Rife prevalent. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and throughout high school. I was trying to find myself, and, you know, I've been through, you know, multiple characters, multiple personalities, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm here right now, and I think I'm still looking for myself, so it's, it's very, very valid, very valid.
2: Well, I just, I can't, like have to want to applaud for you, like, every time you open your mouth, because I just love what I hear coming out of it. I think you're one of the most authentic 18-year-olds I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really have the ability to say, you know what, this is who I am. And quite honestly, most people would not be able to say, oh, yeah, I'm inexperienced, I don't really know much. I mean, that's, I certainly wouldn't have said that. When I was 18, I was telling everybody I knew everything <laughs> there is to know about everything, and that's completely full of it. And now, of course, you know that I'm older, I can admit that. But the fact that you admit that, I think you're just... Great and fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> if you go a little sluttier, you'll be... <laughs> yeah. just kidding. Take your shirt off. <laughs> if you do
1: all of this naked, you'll be really
2: great. I know, yeah. Listen to us. Do we have you a know. caller in three? I don't know. They hung up. Oh, they got scared. I think they got scared. Darn I think they, uh, All right. Well... They recognize their borderline personality. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Inability to commit to the phone call. <laughs> so uh, here's some ways we can avoid a disappearing relationship. Uh, would you guys like to hear them? Yes. <laughs> no, we yes. don't care. Well, although it's painful, it is important to embrace your imperfections because it will give them less power over you. Laugh at your mistakes and move on. And I think we were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm good at laughing at my mistakes. I am now. I'm hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You are. I and make, we all uh, laugh at your mistakes Make so you. many mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Everyone more funny. Isn't things? it freeing to just say, uh, yeah, I'm you know, not the smartest person in the world, but I'm not the stupidest either, you know? It's like, oh well.
1: You know, I will say as I as I'm getting older by the day, getting into my forties is so freeing. Mm-hmm. I, I really every year I get older I love it more and more. And I heard women saying that, I'm yeah. like, Switch a crock of crap. But yeah. I, it's really true. I'm I'm sort of settling down into my own skin and yeah. accepting things that I would have never accepted before and
2: I think I'm, you know, more fun and more. Yeah. And you just don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You don't care what people think about you. Exactly. And when I meet like other women who are mean or whatever, or too dramatic or people in general, I'm like, I don't need to be friends with you. I don't care if you like me. You're not going to tell me who I can be. You know, it's just like you're over it. Right. But it seems like what's cool is Nathan's kind of already there. Like he does not sweat the small stuff.
0: I'm enlightened. (laughs) You You
2: are. You are. You know, you're like an old soul. You are. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So own it, <laughs> yeah. work it, walk the runway. Go, Nathan. <laughs> NT. So yeah. So laughing at your mistakes is great, and you know who kind of, and I um I I have a lot of I admire, I have a lot of admiration for. I can say it four different ways. Uh, Chelsea Handler. Hmm. You know, when I first saw her come out, I thought, you know, she just got up there and she's like, hey, I'm this, you know, uneducated person, Jersey girl, and I'm slutty or whatever, and. And I and she owns it. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's really, you know, to be as successful as she is, you know, for a woman to be able to say that and just be like, hey, this is who I am. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make you any less valid. You know, people are going to judge you no matter what. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, if you're trying to change to be someone who you're not to get them to like you, you know, chance. How are you going to keep that story straight? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think if there's any examples of guys doing this. Yeah you know it it does it all seems like it is women. oh well there's a, i have definitely an example of you know as i was after my divorce and i was dating you know i i got to the point and i you know i'd read a lot of self help books and went to therapy and i decided to say no i don't want that this is not what i want i'm not going to mess around again i don't ever want to go through another divorce and um i did have someone constantly trying because they wanted to be with me they kept telling me oh I'll, oh yeah i want to be that person Uh, They weren't that person. And they kept saying they wanted, and so there was always this conflict, like, well, why are you saying that? Just don't be that person. Just be who you're going to be. But you can't be with me. You know, it's not what I want. It was it was a very unhealthy relationship.
1: My grandfather dated, so he and my grandmother were married for 10,000 years, and she died of cancer when they were in their 70s, and he started dating like two months after um, she died, and he ended up dating. Yeah, he was totally horny. In fact, there's a story on that later, but um, more on my grandfather's horniness later. But But... Um, He's, yeah. So he started dating this woman who he eventually married and she would tell him the craziest thing. So she, it, the woman's in her seventies. I feel like you should know yourself by then. And she's telling him, oh my gosh, you like your oatmeal with, you know, such and such in it. And I like it that way too. And oh, it, it, I guess there was a fine line between, I want to be this person. So you'll like me versus mm-hmm. like, I'm just trying to manipulate you into, yeah. you know, Marrying yeah. me so that I can start siphoning
2: away your funds, which I guess is maybe yeah. what she did. I don't know. Yeah, there's some tricks. I know that, I know that trick. <laughs> uh, so here's another thing you can do to avoid disappearing in your relationship. Take a look at your past and identify things that may have contributed to your inability to be yourself, like we talked about your parents or whatever belief system you have about yourself or your bi-borderline personality disorder <laughs> issues. Uh, understand why, um, you know, we are the way we are and, uh, you know, is the first step to making changes. So find a support group or a friend who can be there for you, especially if you're the type of person who has trouble being alone or not in a committed relationship. And if you don't have a a friend, find a therapist who you can be 100% honest with because it's really important to sit down and even if you don't tell a therapist or a friend, you have to at some point write down the truth and tell yourself the entire truth. Um, Because if you don't know who you are, you know, how can you communicate or let, let someone else have the opportunity to get to know you and love you for who you are? So there's always that. You can do that. (laughs) I saw you moving something. I was like, what's she doing? I'm sorry. I'm touching Um, myself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was like, what are you doing under that (laughs) concept? But there's also the the problem with people who can't be alone. I'm not very good alone. I don't like to date several different people, and I do like to be in a committed relationship. But I had to first understand that about myself so that I wouldn't just jump into a relationship for the sake of being in one. And so I did spend a lot of time alone, and it's – it's definitely a a thing, a good thing for everyone to at least do for some period of time. Did you, you live alone? I did. For yeah. how long? How, um, that's a great thing to do. Well, it's really difficult because although I was divorced for six years, I still had children mm-hmm. who were – and now they're in college, so – then you know there was always someone with me and right now it's really interesting because it's for the first time even though i'm married um my husband's very independent and you know he's he's been a bachelor most of his life so we still live very separate lives and it's really nice because it's the first time i can do whatever i want and i don't have to um really take care of anybody else you know and the things that we do for each other are out of love but um you know i'm on a career track and I, i can move or do whatever i want or go anywhere i want and it's really exciting. It's like I feel like I'm a young kid again, you know. awesome. It's like, hey, woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me. You're not sneaking out of the windows at night, though, are you? No. Oh, my gosh, no. In fact, <laughs> when we were out at Super Bowl, he wanted to keep partying because the Giants won. And I was super thrilled. But I was like, okay, I'm done partying now. And I rode my bike home <laughs> by myself. Oh, down the street from mm. the dive bar we frequent. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see. There's some other things we can do to avoid disappearing in a relationship. Let's see, we already talked about take time to find out who you are. Find your voice. Write out your true likes and dislikes. We already You, you want to make sure, even put that on paper so you really know. Um, When you meet someone who you'd like to start to date, take it slow and give the relationship time to reveal not only who you truly are, but who your partner is. So many times in relationships, I think what happens is is that we're so consumed with someone liking us, we don't even realize if we even like that person. And then all of that is so true. Yeah. (laughs) Then you get into a relationship with this person, or you marry him, and you're done. You know, like like you know, you, you you got him. But it's like, wait, I don't like you <laughs> do that. So
1: the other thing is, you know, a part of the dynamic when I met um, my husband was that I, I so admire the person he is mm-hmm. and I so want to be like him. Yeah. And so there was the kind of this dynamic of maybe if I spend a lot of time around this person, I'll just become that smart. Or you know, I'll just become that, that interesting, or I'll just you know, or throw some balls. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Or you know, some something of him will rub off on me, and it'll make me a better person, which is kind of true. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the, kind of the theory of whoever
2: we hang out with is you know. I think uh, if you really want to become a better person, you should hang around me more. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. You too, Nathan. <laughs> All right. Uh, understand. That true love is a, not a feeling. And I say this almost every week. Um, it's not a feeling that you're overwhelmed by. It's a thoughtful, committed decision. So That's good. Yeah. Be sure to state what you like or don't like right up front. Risk being yourself. Risking being yourself is the most important risk you can ever take. I think that's hard. Just write that on Hallmark card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, putting myself out there in the public eye and putting what I write and what I believe and um expressing myself was actually even scarier than just being myself with, you know, my my partner or my children or whatever. It was really like, cause, you know, you're really putting yourself out there. And it's that's... hard. I don't fess up to this show very much. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I don't. Wow. <laughs> well, you should. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. No, but, you it's know, um, but, you know I'm, not, I'm definitely, this is like something that I'm, it's funny because I read the book and I, um, I had been meaning to read it for a long time. I, I'd actually had it in my queue. And um, I read it and I went, wow, I've already done, I've been doing all this stuff instinctually throughout my life. And it felt really empowering. Like, wow, I am so smart. I figured this out instinctually because you've been going through therapy. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> instinctually, when your therapist told no, I'm just well. <laughs> it just it's instinctual when you have to write them a check. <laughs> it's painful. No, but you yeah. know, you just make those self discoveries and you sort of figured it out. And so, yeah, yeah. So what else? Um, I wonder. So what if? You find it.
1: What if you go through this whole list and you figure out, yeah, I probably am that person, but I'm okay. I'm kind of okay with that, because <laughs> like, I feel like there are yeah. a ton of Newport Beach women out there who <laughs> have, you know, they they fit this mold. I know yeah. about fifty of them, and but they seem kind of happy.
2: You know, they're okay. Well, yeah. And here's the thing: and no matter who you're with, there, there's going to be something wrong. Everybody has baggage. I always tell people, you want to try to find someone with Louis Vuitton baggage and as little as possible. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean you' a John wallet, yeah, exactly <laughs> a man a man purse <laughs> um, but you, you yeah i mean there's there 's going to always be something that you're you have to deal with, and you just have to ask yourself, is this something that that is compromising me or causing me to have to be someone who i 'm not right and um and one of the ways is you know maintain a separate life that includes friendship's job. Uh, money, you know, as much as you want, and so I have friends who, um, you know, they can't really even go out with their girlfriends without their husband texting them every five minutes. Or, you know, they don't really vacation with their friends. They don't have a separate life. And I think if you want that, and your partner is sort of putting the kibosh on that, then you have to sort of evaluate that. But if they're just if they're just a different person, and you necessarily, you know, of course we're not going to like everything about our partner. Um, if we did, then we'd be married to ourselves and we'd be awesome. Because I love me. <laughs> <laughs> I say this all the time. I don't know how he stands it. Like, really,
1: honestly. I would not want to be married what? to me.
2: Oh, my God. Well, no, just really. looking at you cancels all the bad qualities out. You're so adorable and hot. Aww.
1: Yeah. Isn't she fun to hang out with? She's so, know. Yeah,
2: She's so validating. Well, here's what, you were just, what we were just talking about. It says, leave your fantasies for fairy tales. So one of the reasons women get caught up <laughs> in hiding. Yeah. What <laughs> that means. Well, one of the reasons they get ca- caught up in hiding who they really are is because they built a fairy tale story of what they want their life to look like. Uh, and, you know, and, of course, Prince Charming can never find out that their foot doesn't fit the glass slipper. But hmm. they, uh, you know, you find a guy, you can sort of build him up and put him on this pedestal. And he's so great and wonderful. But, you know, in, in reality, you're just trying to feed this fairy tale of who you want to be with because that's what you identify with
1: that's that interesting sense. yeah
2: that's interesting yeah so i wouldn't know anything about that or our fantasy to try to fix someone too oh yeah a lot God. of people try to fix people oh. what's your fantasy nathan <laughs>
0: I <have> many fantasy <laughs> just
2: tell us one that you had what was the one you had last night i'm sorry what was the fantasy that you had last night in your dreams
0: last night my dreams mm-hmm. see Well, I did dream last night, but let's see. One fantasy, I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a a performer, like a singer. Like I wanted to be Elton John at one period in my life. I just thought it was really cool.
2: Oh, how interesting! Yeah, that's great. Well, you should be, but you could be Nathan John, Nathan (laughs) Ting John. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to change your name. No offense, it's really a nice name, but it's got to pop, you know, if you want to be like a superstar. Elton John, that's very interesting. Johnny Tang. Um, Yeah, that's (laughs) kind (laughs) of cool. I like that. Sounds like a bride would have a heyday with I love that. I know, I like that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Like with the piano, Elton John's wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah You know, Nathan, I um, I know a lot of people who are celebrities, and I knew them before they were celebrities, and I always am right when I first meet them, and I just have that feeling about you. You're gonna be really big. I don't know how. I don't know what's going how it's gonna go down, but I have like this amazing feeling about you.
0: Hopefully not infamous. <laughs> and,
1: and she's Marie, having a crazy. I will come day, visit so. you in prison.
2: So <laughs> awesome. Thanks. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you too. You're awesome. She's having a great week. So whatever oh she gosh, says this week. Everybody touch she, me. I'm serious. I'm on fire. Uh, Well, this is important. Listen to his actions, not his words. Be honest with yourself. If this is the man you really want to be with, who will accept you for who you are? Or is this the fantasy man hero you've decided that you want to rescue? Mm. So I I got into the Mm. dilemma of listening pretty much my whole life, listening to someone's words and not their actions. So important. Listen to your partner's or anybody's actions. You know speak louder than words. It's such a cliche, but oh man, I wish I really thought about that more and knew that on a more um, conscious level. You yeah, know. you know, as you're saying that,
1: and I'm sort of reflecting on people that I know and, and the things that they do and where they spend their time mm-hmm. and where they put their importance, you know, where they spend their time, basically, yeah. tells
2: you a lot. And, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's telling. Yeah. Anyone who says there's something wrong with you is wrong. Unless it's me. No excuse. <laughs> don't change for another person unless you want to change or you feel that it would be in your best interest. That's kind of a no-brainer. Take time to be alone. We already talked about that. But solitude is much more than just being alone. It's time for self-discovery, soul-searching, and learning to enjoy being with yourself. Oh, I saw this really great post on Facebook today. I think my one of my friends, Brandy, posted it. It said something like, um, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. Mm, cool. That is cool. I know. I
1: like that. Oh. So everything you say, I need like five minutes after it to process it. Cause I'm I like, know. wait, what? <laughs>
2: Which is why it's great. This, we podcast this on KUCI.org and on ElizabethZero.com, So you mm. can go back and listen. <laughs> there are two stages to transform anger. Number one, get the anger out. Number two, transform the power of anger into creative energy. I put that up on Facebook and somebody said, does that mean kill someone and then make a decoupage with their skin or something like that. Yes, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> Thank you for writing in. <laughs> I'm going to end on one final thought because I just have to say this. It's really, really good. I know we're, we're getting short on time, but this I thought was interesting. Recognize and accept your dark side. While most of us are taught to always be good, we push down and ignore the parts of who we are that want to be bad. Coming to terms with those parts of ourselves is an important step in understanding who we really are. Accepting those parts allows us to acknowledge and move past the pressure to always be good, or in other words, not be ourselves. And, you know, we if you think about it, when we're little, we're so like, oh, you know, be good girl, be good girl, don't be bad. And all the bad, sick, gross, twisted things, you know, it's still... That, those are part of who we are, whether we acknowledge it or not. Of course, it's another matter of whether we choose to act on it or not. But to acknowledge, you know, I'm naughty or I'm this, you know, and that's okay. And to, to be okay with that. Okay, know? I have to say, I've totally embraced that one.
1: That one I'm very good at. How so? I'm just, no. I'm known amongst friends, family, and everybody who knows me is the, 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 the I, I am the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, I am, I am the, your father. I am the dark side. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, and that's always just sort of been part of my identity and, and, you know, something I've always... Yeah. I'm just known as being the,
2: yeah, the... I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing. I hope so. Because you yeah. spent a lot of time with me now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have. Um, we need to spend more time drinking, that More time. I know. I know. I know. Sadly, we're running out of time. Darn. Here.
1: All right. Well, we'll finish up on um, yeah. Yeah, any more good. notes next time. Oh, tell them what we're going to do next week. I'm so excited. Yeah, next week. Nathan's going to love this. Nathan, oh. you, don't, you don't have to do this next week.
0: <laughs> What's going on?
1: So next week, we are going, uh, we're having our first guests on. We're going to be with um, Alyssa Dweck, um, uh, OBGYN, and Robin Weston uh, talking about vaginas. Nathan, oh, you'll exciting. be. Oh, uh, exciting. Yeah. yeah. So for they the... wrote a book, V is for the vagina. Yeah. Uh, it's great. So it's got you know, periods and piercings and pleasures is how they tout it. But it's got a lot of medical stuff. It's got uh, sex toys. It's mm-hmm. got you know, primping, preening, waxings. Mm. Um, yeah, Nathan is—he's <laughs> so excited. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Yay, if you vaginas. tune in next year, yeah, next week, half of us have them and nobody talks about them. Mm-hmm. The other half talk about them. I don't know. But anyway, so next week, uh, V is for vaginas, all about vaginas next uh, next Friday night at five o'clock. And uh, you've been in- tuned into the chat room with Marie Stone, Elizabeth Zero, Nathan Tang. We are here every Friday night as we will be next week. Talking about vaginas, <laughs> and uh, anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for Two Left Feet coming up with Paul next on KUCI eighty-eight point nine FM in Irvine, and we will see you next week.
0: Check it out, on the master talents, I provide the landscape, baby, you provide the challenge I've been broken down and out and look at the sound and I'm drowning out I'm around the town and I'm roundabout and it's better than the kick in your freaking mouth These words might scare you Make you tremble and double dare you Now we're always learning Always listening and very burning You're not checking the resume, two thumbs down as well